and welcome everybody to episode 111 of the Regression to the Beam podcast. I am your host, Sean Moran. Joining me like he does every single Monday afternoon is my good friend and my co-host, Aiden Holler. Aiden, how are we doing, man? I am feeling good. It is it is Monday. Um, the Cubs snatched away Craig Council out of like thin air today. That was one of the crazier like managerial hires I've I've seen in the last like five ten plus years. Um, so feeling pretty good, man. Feeling pretty good. Um, yeah, we've got another nasty, nasty buy slate. Couple more injuries. So yeah, we are. We are going into week 10, man. We are going into week 10. We are well past the halfway point, and things are things are getting pretty real yeah. pretty quickly here. Standings are getting a little tight right now. A lot, I'm, a, I'm five and five. I'm, I mean, I'm five and four in a lot of leagues. I can't seem to get over it's the hump. It's a good hump. place to be. Uh, it's, it's fine. A, it's a good place to be. It's fine, but you, I'd love to get over the hump. I'd like one of my teams to get hot here. Uh, so I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed and all that. No 49ers this week, so it's just been pretty chill. It's a reminder of how simple things can be, you know, when you're when you right. don't have the emotional well being tied to a uh, an NFL franchise. It's just like this is cool, you know. You're just watching, just vibing with your fantasy teams. It's blood uh, pressure, kind yeah. of just chilling. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I've always a pleasure getting to hang out with you talk waivers it's it's one of the highlights of uh, my week definitely the highlight of my monday on today's yep. episode our week 10 waiver wire targets with fab bids more injuries to parse through this week and we also have an absolute gut punch of a bye week slate this week we have the chiefs dolphins rams and eagles a lot of players that are on playoff teams in fantasy football uh, you're not looking at Jalen Hurts this week. Patrick Mahomes, uh, good luck trying to start Tua, Tyreek Hill, Raheem Mostert, <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco. This is the most brutal DeAndre bunch. Swift, not, A.J. Yeah. Brown, uh, uh, Devontae Smith. The list goes on and on. And I get it because the Chiefs and the um, Dolphins are playing in Germany. It makes sense to give them a bye. Honestly, the bye is coming at a really good time for the Rams to try and get healthy to see if maybe they can scrounge up a little momentum, similar to like how the Vikings are gaining some momentum. But, dude, brutal bye week for, for fantasy. It just... Yeah, pretty oh. gross. It's it's going to be a challenging one for, uh, yeah, you mentioned at least a dozen players there that are probably on playoff rosters or, you know, you're you're in the mix of things and it's like, all right, cool, let me go try to win a game without A.J. Brown this week. So it's like, all right, this should be fun. <laughs> or Tyreek Hill, who just uh, usually um, covers up a lot of warts on fantasy rosters if you've got the cheetah yeah. on teams. Uh, and bad news, mean team, the waiver wire this week is pretty bleak. It's... uh. It's not. We're gonna fun. do our best. We're it's gonna do our best. Eddie. Not a great time here. It's it's pretty bleak. The injuries suck always. Some big ones. We're, we're gonna get those in a second. Um, but it's not like earth shattering injuries like we had in like week five and week six. It's mostly just buys that we're dealing with. Um, but the mean team they need us, Aiden. They need us. They need bye week villains. They need injury replacements, and we've got them here on our episode today. So. Before we dive in, today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Fantasy drafts might be over, but you can still put your knowledge to the test and win cash prizes on Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy now has an exclusive offer for new customers. 
Not only will they double your deposit up to 100 bucks, they are offering a mystery pick'em special when you sign up using promo code RTM. So Aiden, first things first, we got to get through some of the injuries this week. Uh, I am pulling up something here that I think is really helpful. This is the training room over at 4for4.com. This is by Jeff Mueller. Go follow him on Twitter, Jeff Mueller. I think he's the best uh, physical therapist, Twitter doctor out there. I I think he's highly, highly reputable, knowledgeable, and is one of the best followers right now on Twitter. I like to reference a lot of his information when talking through some of the injuries that we have to get through. Do you follow this guy on Twitter, Aiden? Yeah, he's awesome on Twitter. He like. He's everywhere. Yeah, he, he's the guy. You need to go follow him. Uh, he's going to power our injury segment here uh, for the waiver episode today. Um, first and foremost, Daniel Jones tore his ACL, season-ending injury. Um, I really, no fantasy notes here. It's it's an absolute fantasy wasteland in this offense. I, Saquon Barkley owners, managers, I, I'm sorry. Brutal. Just... I don't know, man. It, the levels of Jover with the Giants are ten. It's it's if 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 it could be more than ten, it would be. It's astronomical. It it really is. Next injury here: Jalen Hurts injured his left knee. Uh, there's concern that we have an MCL sprain. He was already wearing a brace on that injured knee, so it, he he should be fine. They also have the bye coming up this week, so. Great timing there. Pretty great, great timing. timing for Jalen Hurts. I don't think he probably would have missed time anyways. He's kind of like a total gut through it. it kind of, I mean, this sounds cliche. He's kind of a warrior out there, but it's nice to see him get a little time off for the bye week. Another player on their team, unfortunately, is not. He's going to go on IR most likely, and he's going to miss, what, yeah. four to it's six weeks? at least weeks. four weeks, I saw. Yeah, Dallas Goddard broke his arm. Um absolute bummer he'd been an absolute rock star for the past like month he had that really slow start and then over the past month he kind of emerged as the number two go-to passing option in this offense so jeff big boost for devonta smith man yeah big big boost for devonta i mean what they put him on ir and he's out back what week 15 16 i mean they'll have him for the playoffs is probably what they're thinking right which is Good yeah. for them and their playoff opportunity, but for the meantime, for fantasy managers, are you really going to start Dallas Goddard fresh off a broken arm in week 15, week 16? Like, it it might be over. Yeah, it's... I'm probably not doing that. Um, I'd, I'd rather take my chances on someone else. It's just... It's tough, like, as he tries to, you know, ramp back up because they want him for real playoffs. We want him for fantasy playoffs. Those are a couple weeks apart, so it's... It's pretty tough unless he miraculously heals in like three weeks. Moving on to another quarterback injury, Jaron Hall concussion. He was the one who started the game for the Minnesota Vikings. Josh Dobbs came in. Uh, I believe Joshua Dobbs is going to keep that job. They've already said he is on track to start against the Saints. Uh, So I think that's pretty encouraging for uh, the Vikings offense. What was cool is Hall didn't actually look that bad. Uh, It wasn't great not not necessarily bad he didn't look like a good quarterback like the offense didn't look dreadful if that makes sense like kevin o'connell had some nice things schemed up alexander madison had a hilarious like 50 yard reception 
did not have that on my bingo card. But what I'm saying is, is in the point, I guess, because people are like, what is this guy rambling about? Is that Jaron Hall and the Minnesota Vikings offense looked fine. Uh, Joshua Dobbs looked really solid with basically no practice time. I don't think it's over for these pass catchers and for these offensive playmakers for the Vikings. I think that's ge- the general consensus that I'm coming away from is that Kevin O'Connell is a pretty good OC. They have good weapons yep. and they have some infrastructure in place to where it's just not dead on arrival for Addison and, uh, you know, Hawkinson and even Madison now. So any thoughts on the Vikings? Yeah, yeah I think their offense is going to be fine, especially JJ's eligible to come off IR this week. Um, yeah, I think it's, Dobbs gets settled in. Um, they're fine. Like those guys, you know, maybe the ceilings are a bit zapped, um, especially probably for Addison and Hawk. But like, I don't think JJ has much of a, you know, different week to week, like potential outcome. So yeah, I'm pretty excited of what Josh Charles is able to do without even like looking at the playbook yet. Cam Akers though, running back for the Vikings. Uh, his season is over. Uh, his second Achilles injury of his career. He uh, ruptures Achilles tendon for the second time. Uh, what does this mean? It means Ty Chandler is back in the equation, but it also means Alexander Madison will remain one of the worst bell cow running backs in the NFL. Uh, it's, yeah, it's He's going to get force-fed touches. I hate watching him. Uh, he's going to touch yeah. the ball 15 to 18 times a game. I don't yeah there there's no way around it there's no way around especially without Kirkat QB like they're gonna have to be a bit more balanced um Madison's gonna touch the ball a ton whether you like it or not and it's gonna be ugly like four out of five weeks I don't think Josh Jobs was targeting running backs much when he was with the uh Cardinals Hall was though uh, Madison has some sneakier upside if he's able to see like three to four targets per game because he's he's going to get absolutely nothing done. Nothing done on the ground. That run game is terrible. Uh, but, it's terrible. But if he's catching passes, uh, he does have some um, pretty, pretty interesting opportunities. The next injury, uh, Christian Watson. Um, head, back, and neck. These are all the things I put on the line this <laughs> offseason. <laughs> for uh christian watson it sounds like this isn't very serious it sounds like he did not actually have a concussion and i think he's gonna play this week have fun starting him uh Traylon burks has a concussion that was a really scary injury on thursday night he entered the concussion protocol after thursday night i don't really think he's on many rosters as is there's some kyle phillips buzz uh, if that's your cup of tea, if you really like Nick Westbrook, oh. Akine, uh, if anything, it just means more touches for Hopkins, the King, and probably Tajay Spears. Uh, I'd, I'd say that he gets a little trickle-down impact with Traylon out. Josh Downs, rough. They ruled him out with a knee injury. His MCL sprain, I guess. Jeff thinks that he has a mild to moderate MCL sprain. Um they're expecting a 10 to 15% production dip upon return to play. Kind of a bummer. He was a game time decision played and then they held him out. So you don't love that. Do you think Downs is going to miss a couple weeks? It kind of feels like he's going to miss a couple weeks. Yeah, it kind of feels like it. Like you might as well. Um, if he's not healthy, like, and they didn't feel like he was able to go that week, like, what's to say? Just like sit him out another week or two until he's actually usable. If not, when you trot him back out there, he re injures it and you potentially lose him for. Li- like the rest of the year, you know, it's just, I don't think there's much benefit. Um, the Colts aren't doing a whole lot too. So I don't know. I'm 
I'm probably sitting him. KJ Osborne concussion. That was scary. Yeah, that was a scary one too. Yeah, I mean, this just means Jefferson if he comes back, more opportunities for him. Uh, means more opportunities Brandon for Jordan Powell. Addison. Yeah, Brandon Powell and more dump offs to Alexander Madison. Somehow, some way, all roads bleed back. He's inevitable to dude. Madison. Last one here. This one happened before Sunday's games. Josh Palmer ended up on uh, the short-term IR. He's going to miss the next four weeks. If there was ever an opportunity for Quentin Johnson. Ever. Ever. Uh, Jalen Guyton, he's uh, he's Sneaky. he's getting activated. So we're recording this before the Monday Night Football game. So maybe the levels of Jover were not hit for QJ. And he is back on the menu. And he's a flex option for next week. If you... Oh, no, that's not directional. You should go pick him up. I know no one's listening to this, but if you haven't yet, he's a great like person to go pick up. <laughs> um, guys that are coming off of IR, we're going to have Devon A-Chain week 11. We may have Khalil Herbert week 10. Pat Fryermuth is on track to come back week 11, week 12. Justin Jefferson is on track to come back week 10 and 11. They're now in the playoff hunt, so we're expecting uh, him to come back. Oh, you so. missed him. And uh, Justin Fields. Justin Fields is supposed to be coming back week 10. I would love that. My best ball teams would absolutely love that. That'd be phenomenal. And also Zay Jones. Zay Jones might be back in week 10. So oh, that's some, fun. Things are, some things are coming around a bit. Some things are coming around. It wasn't the worst week. No. It, it wasn't the worst week. But I think buys, like you mentioned, are are far more impactful no. this week by, than injuries for sure. By weeks, you're going to absolutely kill us. Uh, but we're going to have to sh- shoulder it through this, and uh, we're going to have to get through this Week 10 waiver wire. But before we dive into our waiver wire targets, what we've made it in, how far in this episode are we? Aiden, what is this? 15 minutes and change in? Yeah, we, probably about 15, 20 in. We just want to thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our heart for supporting the Regression of Me podcast, for spending your Mondays and Tuesdays with us as we deep dive injuries and deep dive, deep dive the waiver wire. Uh, if you haven't had a chance yet, We'd really appreciate it if you can go ahead, like this video, subscribe to this channel, hit the subscribe button, and really drop any of your start-sit decisions, add-drop questions, put them all in the comments. We go through it all. We want to be here to support you and help you out the mean team. We are marching towards our goal of 1,000 subscribers before the end of the season. We're at 650. We'd love to get there to a thousand. We want to continue to make content for you guys. We've made over a hundred episodes. We want to make a hundred more. It's important that if you're following us, you're watching us, jump on the train, hit the subscribe button. Literally the, the podcast, the channel wouldn't be anything without you guys. So seriously, thank you for being a part of the mean team. If you are new to our waiver wire show, first off, welcome. Welcome, Aiden. Come on. Welcome to people. Good to have you. Good to have Good you. Good to have you. Take a seat, take, man. It, it's going to be a good time. Take your hat off. Take your coat off. And second, we are looking for guys that are under 35% ownership on Sleeper. If you are a veteran of these episodes, you also know that sometimes we cheat and we find guys that are over 35% because we think they're too important not to go after. Aiden, we're going to start at running back this week. Why don't you give us your top waiver wire ad for week nine we ten this this is a tough running back week i think the no-brainer is keaton mitchell um the dude was absolutely shot out of a cannon yesterday like just showing the burst and just a much different type of back in that running back room um nine carries 138 yards and a touchdown 
18% snap usage like is not the biggest green flag here, but like no. you saw him and you saw what he can do when he touched the ball. So you've got to think that's going to translate into more touches. Um, how does that running back room look is like a total question mark. You know, Gus Bus has been fine. Lamar is always a threat, obviously, on the ground. You've got Justice Hill. Um, it's a pretty crowded room. But you can't ignore what he did. I think they're definitely going to give him some more looks. It's just a matter of, you know, what's his ceiling in terms of, like, you know, touches, snap percentage. Um, so I'm not going crazy here. I'd say this is like a sprinkle. This is like three to five for me. Um, I'm not getting very aggressive here. It's like there's just no telling if this is kind of a one-week thing. And, you know, he's back to small amount of touches. I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts on him? So Mitchell, by the numbers, he he played 17% of the snaps. That's what I have him for. I have him for 22% of the attempts, and I have him for 3% of the targets. In terms of expected fantasy points, powered by uh, fantasy points, fan, that's the fantasy points data suite. Um, he had the second most valuable fantasy role on the Ravens in this backfield. Number one was actually Justice Hill. Gus barely played because this was a blowout. So I think anything I feel very good about Gus. Gus is by far and away the lead back. Um, yeah, I completely agree. Keaton is the change of pace guy in this committee. So I, I'm interested to see him as a receiver and what he brings to the table. It, it, it's kind of like Kirkland brand Devin A-Chain, in, in my opinion, is what you're getting here. Kind of 5'8", undersized, shot out of a cannon athleticism, brings a nice element of explosiveness to this offense. Is nine carries going to be the most he sees in a game this year? It could, it could be very well. I, I don't think you're going to get a player that's going to have high usage. What you need to bank on is super high efficiency. But with his size, that run game, his speed, Lamar, it, you may just have a guy who can hit home as a flex option in a pinch in this offense. However, if something were to happen to Justice Hill and Keith Mitchell's getting 30 to 40% of the totes in this offense, um, wow, you are, you are living life sweet. But remember he started the season on IR and then he re-aggravated his hamstring. It's just something to keep an eye on. You know, he's five, eight, he's a kick returner build, you know, it, it's just, I wouldn't pin your lapel. I wouldn't go put him in your starting lineup, but as a dart throw, Come on, this is the exact type of player we like to take a chance on, especially at running back. I think a guy that I have next, he's not a guy that is going to get you as excited as Keaton Mitchell. <laughs> Damn it, that was the second um, one I had, and I and I can't believe it. Yeah, I can't believe it. Givy, Antonio Gibson, I've got him at 48% rostered in sleeper. A lot of people dra- uh, dropped him. Um, this was Aiden's milk was a bad choice award winner at the half season point for his worst off season take. So Aiden's got a tortured history with Antonio Gibson. He plays almost 50% of the snaps. Okay. So he gets a ton of playing time. However, he only sees like 15 to 20% of the team's rushes. So they really don't utilize this guy as a running back. However, he has an 8% target rate for a team that is on pace to have the most pass attempts of all time. And because of that, he's scored 11 fantasy points per game over his last two. As you can see here, five catches in back-to-back games. I mean, he doesn't look bad outside of when he fumbles in terrible situations that are back-breaking. His defense also sucks. So I think they're going to be in a ton of positive, pass-happy game scripts. And Antonio Gibson is going to see a decent amount of targets and 
if he catches all of his targets and gets some yardage in a in a situation where you have to bench half of your fantasy players because they're all on a bye this week, it's kind of like the ideal fill-in. So I would probably put more on Mitchell than I would on Gibson because I'm willing to pay up a bit more for Keaton Mitchell in terms of fab because of his upside. But in terms of Antonio Gibson this week, I think you can start him uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. They've got a good run D, but again, the dump-offs alone just make him fantasy viable. What were your thoughts on uh, Gibson this week? Yeah, it's kind of the same. Um, like most carries he's had all year, back-to-back games with five catches. He's on the field a ton. Like You'd really like to see him get some more carries. Like He's out there so often, but it's just like it's never out there to be like, you know, a runner of the football just pretty much always in the past game. So it's someone that's worth rostering. Um, you could start him. I think his pass catching upside lately gives you like a pretty safe, like, you know, five to eight points, even if like it totally flops. So yeah, you could do a lot worse than Antonio Gibson. It's just like, he doesn't look bad too, to your point. It's just a little frustrating that, you know, B-Rob is just completely, you know, taking over all the valuable touches in there. And then, yeah, like, rate at which they pass versus run the football is just it doesn't do them any favors as that slice is already small and then uh b rob's pretty much taking all of it and then everyone gets targets on this team like literally no one can consolidate it's it's absurd how much they spread the ball around but they pass so much that antonio gibson is pretty valuable his role is is decently valuable if he starts scoring some touchdowns we're in a situation where we're we're going to be pretty happy with antonio gibson i mean over his last five games his he's cleared 8.6 fantasy points four times the most he's scored is 12.6 you throw him in at your flex to like replace raheem mostert or isaiah pacheco this week there's a lot worse places to be like it you know it's not pretty but it's it's worth it my last running back here that I have, Aiden, is a complete dart throw. Uh, I'm just looking for value and opportunities for uh, the mean team, and there's just not a, long, a lot along the running back board right now. But something that caught my eye was the fact that they activated Rashad Penny for the first time in, I don't know, six weeks. He's that was interesting. Talking a lot yeah. about how he wants to get more opportunities. He only got two carries only 3% of the snaps in this game. They're coming out of a bye week coming up. So either going to go into bye week, week 10, they're going to have a matchup against Kansas City week 11, matchup against, you know, Buffalo week 12. So it's not like really a great line, great like slate for them. However, Swift is kind of tailing off a little bit. If you have DeAndre Swift on your fantasy teams, you're, you're noticing that, you know, the production isn't, it's not really great right now. It's not super efficient. There's people on Twitter saying, you know, DeAndre Swift isn't really that great of a success rate runner, and maybe they're looking for more of a north-south guy to complement DeAndre Swift. And we see a lot of Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell got in the end zone this week, but Kenneth Gainwell has his limitations. You know, he fumbled at the goal line, I think, two weeks ago. I wouldn't be shocked if Rashad Penny coming out of the bye, really healthy after that fibula break, is given more opportunities in this offense. So I wouldn't spend a dollar of your fab on Rashad Penny. I don't think you're competing with anyone. But I think it's, if you start to see some reports coming out of camp, and it's like, I'm not camp, out of the buy saying, you know, Penny's getting more run. They're giving Penny more touches. I wouldn't be surprised. Aiden, is this crazy? Am I completely off basis here? 
you know, you can make the argument for it. I don't know if it's going to happen. Probably not. Um, Probably not. Mean team. I th- Probably not. And, it, and I think one of the worst things, too, about the Philadelphia run game is is the tush push. It's like you do all the hard work, and then you get inside the two, and it's like, all right, well, thank you. Go uh, go take a seat on the bench real fast. Don't mind me if Jalen Hurts just uh, like scores every time. So that was one of the main reasons I didn't really target this backfield to start with um, was because of Jalen Hurts. But, you know, there's worse dart throats that you can make than um, than Rashad Penny. So, yeah, no, I, I see the logic. It's a guy that has performed. Obviously, he's had a ton of injuries. But, yeah, you know, DeAndre Swift has definitely dipped a bit in production over the last weeks um, and rarely gets in the end zone again because of Jalen Hurts. So something to monitor, keep an eye on. I, it's a complete dart throw. In terms of how I'd break out Fab, Keep Mitchell, I would probably do five to eight percent. Antonio Gibson, like three to five. DeAndre Swift, probably not sorry, DeAndre Swift. Rashad Penny, zero percent fat. Zero. That'd be zero. That's that's how I'd break it down. Moving on to wide receivers. Rough. Rough for receivers this week. Uh, It's dude, I have an awful list. um, A truly awful list. Who's your first guy? So I'm just gonna bucket them together. I know you've already talked about QJ. Um, he hasn't played yet today, so again, you you won't hear they said, but there's <clears throat> there's no reason for him to only be owned in fifty one percent of leagues. He's gonna have the chance to be the number two in that offense. Um, and then the guy you're pulling up there is like the absolute wild card here. Um, he's been in that system for a lot longer. He's actually had some production too in previous years. Um, so this is a guy that has a bit more kind of just like rapport and just overall chemistry with Justin Herbert, um, it would not surprise me at all if next week Jalen Guyton outscores QJ, just again, given the you know time he's been in the league, and it would just be a disaster outcome. But I don't know. Both of these guys should be on your radar with the news of Josh Palmer going to IR. Um, someone else has to catch the ball outside of Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. It's, it's, that's really what it boils down to. Could there be an... A better rollout for Quentin Johnston here to get involved in the like. Could there be, like maybe not against the Jets, but, but I'm just Mike week Williams ten is, against Detroit. Mike Williams is out. Josh Palmer's out. I just don't think there could be a better opportunity for Quentin Johnston. Yeah, I, I just no, as, the sea's been parted. Yeah. Like the sea's been parted. If there's ever a time, give us a sign here, QJ. Um, but Guyton, like just like getting off of IR and just like scooping up the rest of the crumbs would be like no one would be surprised at all you know it's yeah guyton had a nice little stretch in the end of 2021 and then basically was injured all last year so quentin please we're begging you we need you uh we need you my my number one ad no chalk i can't quit him is uh is wandell robinson so Oh, man. Oh, look. Dimes is out. Waller is out. I think they're going to play Wandale and Jalen Hyatt a ton of snaps, and I think they're going to benefit from playing in some truly horrific, horrific game scripts. Like, we're talking they're down 20 points, and it's just garbage time galore. I think Wandale took advantage of his opportunities this week. Four catches, 35 yards, and a touchdown. DeVito looked a little bit better as the game went along. Playing in the slot helps Wandale Robinson to get some of those layup targets, it's not going to be pretty. But if he, you know, gets you five catches for 50 yards in a pinch when a lot of your guys are on a bye, you could do way worse than Wandale. I don't love him against Dallas next week. 
Really juicy matchups against Washington and New England in weeks 11 and 12, though. So, I know it's it's disgusting. I know. It's a giant. Yeah. It's a giant. I've got him on a couple rosters, but yeah, like the QB play is super hard to like Navigate. talk yourself into. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another receiver that I like, and I've mentioned him four <laughs> times on this show. either too. Um, and he <laughs> plays with another really bad quarterback is Jaden Reed. Uh, the rookie with the Green Bay Packers, Jaden Reed, after playing 78% of snaps in Week 8, only played in 39% in Week 9. He gets a matchup against the Pittsburgh secondary, which is pretty Swiss cheese, and then he gets the Chargers, which isn't great. Uh, the thing that's going against Jaden Reed is the fact that when all the receivers are healthy, like they're getting Luke Musgrave involved. They're getting this rookie Wicks involved. They're They're getting... Romeo Dobbs involved. They're trying to get Christian Watson. They throw the ball 25 times a game, and they get every one of their receivers like four targets a game. It's a, it's a nightmare. But if Watson was injured, um, which, by the way, this offense has looked better without Christian Watson. I, I can't explain it. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the Packers and Matt LaFleur right now. But if we had some injuries to this receiving core and things consolidate, I think Jaden Reed would totally benefit from it. He's one of the receivers that Jordan Love is able to accurately get the ball to, which is saying something because Jordan Love's been super inaccurate this season. So I'm going to keep recommending Jaden Reed. Don't get your hopes up, but I think he's a great bench stash. And then the last receiver that I have here, Aiden, uh, and this is indicative of this stinky yeah, waiver wire, yeah, Khalil Shakir. Uh, he's scored 15 points in week eight. He scored 9.7 PPR points in week nine. Uh, 10 targets over his last two games. Shockingly, a lot of mouths to feed in this offense now that Kincaid's going and Gabe Davis gets his targets and Stephon Diggs, if he doesn't get his 10 targets, has a tantrum. Um, so it's tough, but Shakir's clearly taken over the slot role in this offense, and that's been a valuable role with Josh Allen over the years. He's worth a bench stash. At least he's not playing on one of the worst offenses in the league, like a lot of these other receiver recommendations outside of QJR. I've got two more guys that are tied to good uh, quarterbacks. The first is Rondale Moore. Um, I could see a late season bump with the return of Kyler Murray. Um, I don't think the QB play this year has really done him any favors. But if you've got a deeper bench, I don't hate Rondale at all. I think him and Kyler um, could get something going. Obviously, Marquise is going to be the number one in that offense. But I see Rondell just given his established chemistry being the second option um, ahead of Michael Wilson and Trey McBride. The last one I have, which kind of feels like fool's gold, but then I was looking at like the last couple of games, like he's kind of starting to string something together is Noah Brown. Wow. Um, I didn't even realize Robert Woods was really out these days. Yeah. Um, Foot it's just like I kind of just like keep forgetting about him in general. But you look at the last couple of games since he's been out, man, five plus targets in three games in a row, obviously just had a monster game. I don't think that's sustainable, but I think the amount of snaps he's playing and the amount of targets he's playing paired with CJ Stroud, just, you know, being that dude is, is something to keep an eye on this. This folks like a guy that was just kind of always like caught in the mix in Dallas, just like behind too many talented players and it feels like he's kind of getting a chance right now to shine as that wide receiver three. Um, so this is an interesting one. Again, like you're probably not bidding anything on Noah Brown if you are. I don't think I'm going more than like no. 3%. No. But like he looked really good yesterday. Um, 
And again, yeah, like the opportunity last couple of weeks is it's exciting. It's exciting a little bit. Yeah, you're tying yourself to CJ Stroud, which is nice. Yep. Yeah, he. He's I want to be yeah. tied to good QBs, yeah. man. That's just like my bottom line. I'm I'm willing to go like you know a slightly less talented player with a much better QB than vice versa. Is, you know, at the end of the day, if the QB can't get to the ball, then who really cares? Yeah, I think that's good. I, I for my dart throws, I'm just looking for volume. Right, that's that's where I'm yep. going. Uh, yeah. So Wandale, Quentin Johnson, Khalil Shakir, Jaden Reed, Rondale Moore, and Noah Brown. Uh, what Wandale like three to five percent? Shakir what like yeah. one to two percent? Yeah, probably on the same. Reed what two to three percent? One to two percent. Quentin's the one. If if he has a really nice game, I'd tonight, go like. F- five to ten potentially yeah depending on what he does if qj has um, a really nice if you're listening to this and it's like oh wow qj had a touchdown or something like he's gonna be the ad of the week um if he's yeah. out there rondale i wouldn't make a bid on you're gonna get him for free and then noah brown probably for free too right i mean maybe you got yeah. somebody who's a really is buying yeah, I mean, the week over week hype but, most of these guys are free yeah. but with the buys and injuries like who knows man you, you like you could see people in your league starting any one of these guys this week quarterbacks i had two you have two quarterbacks i've got two they're gonna be the same but you got baker no i thought about it okay i have josh dobbs i have josh dobbs and i've got baker mayfield who's your quarterback who's the other one i've got the hive i've got the heineke hive oh i thought you meant sam Howell. I was like there's no way did heineke no. have a nice little game okay 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 he's got kind of decent and and they got Arizona, okay. which was kind of my big highlight here. Okay. Um, I think he's going to start the rest of the year there. Okay. Um, he's just better. Like, he's better than Desmond Ritter, I think. You know, they lost kind of, you know, he had that one interception. Um, I don't think they lost the game, per se, because of no. Taylor Heineke. But I like the matchup next week. Um, hopefully, we get Drake London back. That'll the tight ends huge. look really good. Um, so, yeah, no, I like Heineke. I think it's a really good matchup. Okay. I think that's a great a great call out as a good flex can not flex I'm sorry super flex of course but is a good bye week fill in. Uh, I'd say Josh Dobbs is the number one quarterback right now on the wire. Uh, Josh Dobbs he's the QB nine on the season. <laughs> he's the QB nine right now in fantasy. What a world! What uh, a world! He's had five top thirteen QB finishes this year. He's had four top eight finishes, and his rushing production makes him a great weekly bye week fill in. I just every week. He, yeah, he's averaging like forty on the ground. I forget. I did the math earlier. He's got, um, he's got four rushing touchdowns this year. It, yeah, it's it's automatic, not automatic, but like it's just the rushing floor is cool, man. Super cool. Yeah, you can get you an extra five or ten every week on the ground. He's got three hundred and twenty-four rushing yards this season and four touchdowns. So that's a that's a that's a trend. Like that's a full-blown trend at this point. Uh, he's cleared. Yeah. Over forty rushing yards and almost, oh my goodness! One, two, three, four, five, six, six of his starts. He's had over forty rushing yards. That's in. Yeah, dude. Wow. Um, Saints are pretty hard on quarterbacks. They're not like super stingy, but they're not the easiest matchup. But he's a great, great. He's a great yeah. fill-in. And then Baker. It's not sexy at all. It's kind of the opposite of Josh Dobbs in terms of rushing production. That's the other one I was gonna do, but I didn't want to do it. Yeah, and Josh Dobbs is at twenty percent ownership. Uh, we've got Taylor Heineke at 24% ownership at roster ship, and then Baker's at 49. So we're cheating going over 34%. Uh, but Baker Mayfield 
over the course of this season, he's had five top 13 finishes, four top 12 finishes, and two top finish top 10 finishes in back-to-back weeks. He matches up against a Tennessee defense that is great against the run and gets beat by wide receivers. He's not going to score 30 points, but he's probably going to score you, get you like 16, right? Like he's, he's in that 50 to 20 range, like what feels like pretty much every single week, which that that's nice. It's nice to have that in your, in your lineup. I had a two from Gino this week. I would have killed to have 19 from Baker. This would have won me a matchup. So it's like, you know, it's, it is not sexy whatsoever. This is like, but like, you know, exactly what you're going to get with Baker Mayfield every week right now. Like, again, like this is a trend. We we're going into week 10 and he's what he, I, how many weeks has he been outside of the 15 to 20 range? I think I saw two, Just two. 16 yeah. points, 18 points, 10, 22, 6, 16, yeah. 21, and 19. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's it's pretty just just kind of old reliable. So He's been yeah. great in Superflex if you had him. Like, Some decent QB options right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not the end of the world if you're playing either one of these guys. Uh, and then yeah. Heineke, too. Uh, for Dobbs, what, 1% to 2%? None of these guys are over 3%, right? Like, I would not put an aggressive bid. Unless, like, you're... Superflex, like, yeah, we, yeah, Superflex. Like we didn't lose any QBs this week. You've got a, I don't know, maybe like you're in a, you know, like like you've only got one QB and Jalen Hurts or Mahomes drawn by, and like, you know, like only one of these guys are out there. Like you might have to get a, a bit more aggressive. You know, like maybe upwards of like five. Um, kind of just depends on like your league and and who else is in need really. I'd say. Baker, the number one, Dobbs, the two. I just feel like I can trust Baker a little bit more, even though the rushing floor with Dobbs. I just, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be hard to fade Dobbs after what he just did, but just be careful. We just have more years. The same, yeah. Baker, yeah. I think I'd rather Um, go Baker, Dobbs, Heineke. Baker, Dobbs, Heineke. Uh, Last but not least, tight end. I have have one. I think we probably have the same one, right? Is Yep. Did you Got have Kate? Kate Otten? Yep. Okay. Yeah. He, he's trending up quietly. I, Six plus targets, man. Three in a row. No, yeah. I no, I don't have him again. I, 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 I've been pretty We've been impressed. begging people for like three weeks to pick up Taysom now. Um, if you didn't pick it up, it's your own doing. <laughs> I almost did him. I've been a big uh I've been a big Taysom Hill advocate. So Kate Otten here. Uh, over the last four weeks, Kate Otten has a higher target rate than Kyle Pitts, Jake Ferguson, Gerald Everett, and Logan Thomas, and he's top 10 in tight end receptions during that stretch. So, I don't know. He's tight end 19 on the season. You're you're probably chasing that high, but Tennessee's been beatable by tight ends this year, and um, I don't know. You're a worse place to be than Kate Otten. I'll just I'll leave it at that. He's rostered in 10% of leagues, so you can go pick him up. I'd say Hunter Henry, who's rostered in 34% of leagues, is is one of my top options at tight end, though, because he's really one of the only viable pass catchers available in that offense still. Now that Kendrick Bourne and Devontae Parker are out, like, he's actually a pretty decent player, and when he gets on the field and sees like over 70-80% of the snaps, he, he produces and produces relatively well. Last week, seven targets, 39 yards, and a touchdown. He's got a matchup against Andy this week who's just been getting gashed by quarterbacks. He's playing in Germany, so that's fun. I, I don't know, though. He He's a decent guy to throw in your lineup. I'd say Taysom, though, at 59%. Taysom Hill has as many fantasy points over the last four weeks as Travis Kelsey. 
Taysom's legit, dude. We tried to we tried to get it going, man. Uh, Kamara returned and he like just like awoke out of that like like the like sire chamber, whatever those things are called. When you go Cry out. He's just he's yeah. He's he's back. Um I the only other one he's thirty three. Oh my god, that's hilarious. He Canton, Ohio, Canton, the Pro Football Hall of Fame asked for his jersey because he became like one of the first players in forever that had 10 rushing touchdowns, 10 receiving touchdowns, and 10 passing touchdowns 25. in his career. No, one of them was like 20. I think it was 25 rushing and then 10 <laughs> of the other two. It was, yeah, no, I think it was 10, 25, and 10. He's um, like a 1940s yeah. football player. It's hilarious. And like, he, he he's pretty good he's at all good. three of them. Like, he's it's, good. Like, he, he is good. It's, it is really annoying, um, but he is good. He's a good player. Yeah. Um Who's last your other tight end you have? was was Luke Musgrave. Um it feels like he's kind of like making his way back into MLF's good graces. Um got home this week. Like he got like if you look at like weeks like what four and five, like he kind of went into the doghouse a bit. Like there were multiple clips of like MLF just like yelling at him on the sideline. Um, you know, just for being a rookie and, and messing up. But 83% snapshot, it's his highest since week three. Got in the end zone. It was late, sure. Not a huge target share. But again, if Christian Watson is forced to miss any time, it feels like, I don't know, maybe he gets a bit of a boost here. It's, yeah, it's kind of just going out on a limb right now. I don't I know. Would kill for Christian Watson to take some of Luke Musgrave's slot snaps. Just let's make it easy. Uh <laughs> It's just consolidated. Please just put Watson in easier. But yeah, Musgrave's a great ad. Super athletic. Uh kind of yeah. a freak. Um Taysom is by far my priority here though. I'm um probably Taysom at this point, like you could talk me into upwards of like ten percent of my remaining fab. Like that's a set and forget guy at this point. Like, dude, look at his last four weeks. 12, 16, 22. Auden would be my second. Twenty. Um that is insane. Twelve, sixteen, twenty two, and twenty. You could go up to like ten percent with him. He's the tight end it, nine right now. It's good, man. He's not really a tight end, which is awesome. <laughs> Amazing. He's, Imagine your tight end gets three targets a game. You're like, okay, that's pretty standard. Uh, your tight end gets three goal line attempts per game. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Uh, give me those. And me also, those. and a couple of pass attempts. Why not? Too. <laughs> it's just. It's just ridiculous. It's inevitable, dude. dude. I, I just they've they've totally found their form the saints like they have this good offense and it's just like the Taysom Alvin Kamara offense. And it's like, it's so back. Like it's like I'm back in 2019. It's back. Like we never left. It's I feel like I'm taking crazy pills now that these guys are still good with Sean Payton gone. I it's, it's kind of surreal. It's uh, yeah. Tip of the cap to Carmichael there. OC. he's actually done a pretty good job. Yeah. Agree. But that's it for the waiver wire episode. Um, Hopefully it's, you have better. It's slim options. out there, man. And what we've got here, you might want to go make a trade. It, like swinging a trade is probably yeah. your best option to pick up anything useful. Either that, or getting someone back from injury, or yeah, making a trade. Those are going to be your two best um, avenues for kind of loading up for a playoff run. Aiden, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Mondays with Aiden. Mondays with Holler. Gotta love it. And uh, thank you everybody for tuning in again. If you have any add drop questions drop them in the comments below or tweet at us at rtm all right everybody thank you for tuning in until next time